Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Looking over a four-man front. Here's the shotgun snap. It's a four-man rush. He throws a pass down the middle. Leaping catch at the goal line. Touchdown, Hawkinson. A leaping two-headed grab down the middle at the goal line. Tumbling in. Touchdown, Vikings. A 17-yard strike. The game's first touchdown. We are tied at nine. Under six to go. The Chicago quarterback fields. Lines up in the gun. Drops back five. Right tackle block. Winds up. Line drive down the field. Caught with the leap at the 25. Grabbed and running down to the 20-yard line is DJ Moore. And spins by the 15. And down near the 13, 12-yard line of Minnesota. What a throw by Fields. 37-yard gain. Timeout Vikings. Clock is ticking at 13. Good snap. Ball put down. Kick is up. The kick is perfect. The kick is perfect. And the Bears have gone up 12 to 10. Interesting football game last night on Monday Night Football. Good Tuesday morning, everybody. We're back with you here on the Morning Blitz on 1025 Rock, AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State, the Rocking M app, and NWKSRadio.net. No matter which way you're listening, thank you so much for doing so here today. I'm Ross Volkmer. Christian Peck Dimmitt is with us as well. How long did you watch Monday Night Football last night, Christian? Did you watch any of it is the question. I watched a dangerously large amount uh, <laughs> of it, which dangerous because, you know, you'll like be in a gas station and you see like cigarettes or chew and they've got these warning labels on it. I think this game probably should have had a warning label on it. If you like good football, avert your eyes. There was one touchdown total scored in this ball game. And uh, I am particularly invested, of course, uh, as an NFC North man, but it was not the prettiest thing ever. Josh Dobbs wasn't a huge fan of throwing to his own team. Nobody wanted to get into the end zone. Uh, and, and the Bears somehow winning this game was wild, too. 11 for 114 from DJ Moore, and obviously that big catch late. Uh, but not not the prettiest of all ball games. A very a very Midwest ball game. A very Big Ten West ball game is what I would call that last <laughs> night. Field goals, punting, and uh, an occasional touchdown when you're lucky enough to find the end zone. It was not pretty. Um, but congratulations to the Bears. That snapped a 12 game losing streak to divisional foes. Like they had lost 12 straight to the pack, the Packers, the Vikings, and the Lions combined. And uh, I, I, I don't even know. Like I, The Vikings, I give them a ton of credit. They are in a tough spot because they have a whole bunch of injuries, especially offensively. They're missing their best wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, who's one of the best in the country. Uh, they're missing, of course, Captain Kirk Cousins, who's out with an Achilles injury. 
So I, I and I just give a ton of credit to that organization for how well they fight, uh, considering how many men they are down due to injury. And their defense is very fun to watch. Brian Flores, former head coach of the Dolphins, has done a great job as the DC there, especially with different blitz packages. They bring a ton of pressure all the time, and uh, it's actually kind of fun to watch. Uh, and then from the Bears' perspective, I. I don't know what to make of Justin Fields, and I don't think the Bears do either. I don't think they know because – but here's the problem. Justin Fields shows a lot of really good stuff. He really does. He throws a nice ball. He's extremely mobile in the pocket, and he also does a great job as well of extending plays uh, and and, and running the football. He's very good at those things. I just don't know what in the world he is – I just don't know if they need more pieces around him. Is the offensive line bad? Is that why he's always running for his life? Or is it because he holds on to the ball too long? Uh, does he not have enough wide receiver talent to to get separation so that he can do stuff? I don't know. Like, And I'm guessing that's where the Bears and, and their GM is sitting there like, well, do we keep him or do we go after uh, Caleb Williams with the number one overall pick? Uh, pot more than likely this year? I, I don't know. I, I feel bad for Bears fans because... Uh, I just I don't know where they need to go. I think Justin I thought when they drafted Justin Fields that was a great pickup. I thought it was a great move because Justin Fields was a, is a, still a phenomenal thrower and has the ability to throw and move in the pocket and run. But he needs I think he needs more help. He just does not have any help. Um, and he was helped a lot by his defense with those four takeaways last night. But he also hurt themselves with two fumbles. So I, like I said, it's a complete mumbled jumbled mess with the Bears. I don't it, even know. It really is. Uh, there is a little bit of blame to put on Matt Eberflus. I mean, that this remember was a was a dark horse. This team, Justin Fields specifically, was a dark horse pick to be really great. And Justin Fields was one of the most bet uh, uh, MVP guys preseason coming into this year. Of course, that didn't show off. He's been a little bit injured. The the weapons thing, I go back and forth on. They got rid of Monty. They wanted Khalil Herbert to take over as kind of the lead back there, which he has been eh. Uh, DJ Moore, they go out and get him. And, of course, they have the pick from the Panthers that is going to be uh, probably the number one pick, like Ross mentioned. And they've had a great connection at times, but then at times Justin Fields will – Ignore him a little bit, and the offensive line, I think, is a big issue. There's not a ton of quarterbacks that can succeed. You're seeing some Bryce Young issues there, too, but that down in Carolina weapons certainly are an issue. Justin Fields doesn't have an offensive line. Nobody's going to excel, really, with not, you know no O-line in front of them. We also have to remember, he's got a like a 45 QBR on the season. It's not like the blame is all on his offensive line. He hasn't been great. And with probably two top five picks coming to Chicago next year or, you know, in this year's draft, the idea that they're, they might be looking quarterback is certainly a strong one. I, I feel like there, there's a certain point when you have to just move on. I don't know. I, I honestly think it's a big question mark for them. I think, if there's anything, because you know they're pretty, they're out of the playoff picture. Their wins aren't really an issue anymore, especially because they can tank or not tank because they have the pick from the Panthers. So how they finish record-wise doesn't matter a ton. So I think probably the biggest question that the Bears front office is hoping to answer these last couple of games 
is the Justin Fields question. And I think also that he knows that. I'm sure that puts a certain amount of pressure on the young man. I don't know where the Bears go. That's I think, once again, I think everybody's in the same spot. They think that they see some flashes of greatness. The question is, do you want to build around that, or do you want to just completely start over again? I don't know. And that's I'm glad I'm just not in the position of being a, of their GM or Matt Eberflus or anybody like that when it comes to the Bears. Um, I, I think he's... Like he's shown just enough to to satisfy your appetite, but you're still a little bit hungry when you watch Justin Fields. Anyway, full show ahead today on the Morning Blitz. Get your thoughts, comments in on the text line number seven eight five eight nine nine twenty two twenty two. Number part of the Morning Blitz here on this Tuesday morning. We will be visiting with uh, Colby Community College head men's basketball coach Jared Stanford is going to join us for the first time this year. Uh, get his thoughts on the season so far for his Trojans uh, off to three straight consecutive losses to uh, KJCCC foes, but still a uh, very tough schedule for the Trojans to begin the year, but very competitive, so we'll visit with him coming up. Uh, KU and K-State basketball both on the court tonight. KU at home hosting Eastern Illinois, and uh, Kansas State will be hosting Oral Roberts. We'll get some thoughts on that coming up in our third segment today. Uh, but I want to start off with the news that everyone is talking about, it seems like, uh, at least around these parts, and that is the news that Will Howard... Uh, quarterback for Kansas State, uh, and third-string quarterback Jake Rubley are both in the transfer portal for Can- both leaving Kansas State. Now, Howard leaving as a grad transfer and Jake Rubley leaving, I think, with at least two to three years left on his his uh, play sheet to be able to go out and play somewhere uh, in college football, which leaves Avery Johnson as your starting quarterback for next year, as I think everybody, to an extent, wanted and everybody expected. Uh, with the way that Avery played this year, running for six touchdowns, passing for three more. He'll no doubt be a very good quarterback for Kansas State. But, you know, Will Howard, I, I got to give a lot of credit. There were some early on, there were some thoughts from some Kansas State fans like, why is he leaving? Why is he going? I don't get this. Why is he leaving us behind? And then there were the other fans who were like, well, you know, we understand he's, he's out of eligibility really at Kansas State. He needs to transfer and get into a graduate program at another school. The old Russell Wilson was the original to do this. Graduated NC State, went to Wisconsin, played for a year. That's what Will Howard is doing, uh, and is going to be going somewhere else to play his uh, to play his college ball. And Will Howard is going to you know leave Kansas State with over sixty seven hundred yards passing, a school record uh, with how many touchdowns is as I wrote this down. Find my notes. Do 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 do. With over what forty eight touchdowns, twenty five picks. He also ran for just shy of a thousand yards and nineteen touchdowns in his career. And so Will Howard is leaving, and Jake Rubley is leaving as well. So Kansas State's got some work to do in the quarterback depth department area, but they have themselves uh, they have themselves a quality guy. I think they're very excited about Avery Johnson with his ability to run and to throw the football. We'll see how good he is next year, getting the full load. Uh, I still think Avery Johnson has to put on some weight. <laughs> He's frail. He's a frail guy. He's going to have to put on some good poundage here. But the thought of Will Howard leaving, and I think this is the thing that stands out to me the most, is that I saw it this morning as I was uh, getting up and reading some stuff, and it was Will Howard is probably considered right now the best quarterback in the transfer portal. He's the best available quarterback. And honestly, if you would have asked me two, three years ago, Will How and, and told me that Ross Will Howard by the time he's done at Kansas State he's going to be the most uh, wanted quarterback in the portal for one more season. I've been like you're kidding me. There's no way I'm buying that. Will Howard struggled so bad he was thrown into the fire too early in his career and really struggled. He was a runner more than he was a passer 
And this is where I have to give a whole ton of props to Will Howard. Will Howard developed. He developed. And not only give credit to Will Howard, but give credit to Kansas State and Colin Klein and all their coaches, uh, Chris Kleiman. They developed Will Howard into what is now the most more than likely sought-after quarterback in the portal. I mean, teams like Notre Dame are going to want Will Howard um, to be their quarterback. And just a ton of credit to everyone involved with his tutelage and his development because he was not much his first couple of years. But he took it on the chin. He waited his turn. He did not transfer when Adrian Martinez came in and took his job. He sat there and waited, and he got his shot. And guess what? He's now in K-State lore because he led them to a Big 12 conference title game and a championship, by the way. So I give so much credit to Will Howard for what he's done, and I wish him the absolute very best at whatever his next stop is. And once again, it's just so impressive, the the career arc for him after watching him struggle early on to then put it all together and now to be one of the most sought-after players in the portal here coming up for the 24 season. Yeah, absolutely. The The arc has been nice. Obviously, I'm a little bit of a transfer Kansas fan, so I wasn't in it as much during the low period, but I was certainly aware of it. Another thing uh, that needs to be said, you, you've talked so much with Nebraska about getting those extra pra- or not getting those extra practices. We're going to get, I think it's 15 practices uh, that K-State will get with Avery Johnson getting uh, first-team reps. I'm sure, I've, you know, the offseason really where he's the number one guy that's what's going to make him improve a lot but the next couple of weeks and 15 practices uh in that number one spot before k-state's bowl game has to feel good you you would have liked to or i would have liked to see him stretch his arm a little bit more when he was in but obviously that's not the role he had and so there's some question marks there how you know good of a thrower he is but obviously uber talented the dual threat speed stands out and I think people uh should be and are very excited for this Avery Johnson era I mean this kid does need to put on some weight certainly but he can be very very good and hey Will Howard is also benefiting from the way the transfer portal looks right now and that free agency type feel to it where that one year of, of a quarterback looks a lot better where, you know, maybe three, four years ago, you're looking for a younger guy, uh, you know, more of an investment project. But now one year, a, a veteran leader, this is top of the food chain. And especially he did a good job, I think, of getting in early because like Ross said, he's probably the, the best pickings right now. He's probably the best quarterback in the transfer portal. It should also be noted, not entirely a surprise that Treshawn Ward uh, is in the transfer portal as well. But yeah, hey, the, let the Avery Johnson era begin. I think K-State fans are and should be excited for it. Like, and this is coming from a guy who, like, uh, the, I, I hate the transfer portal. I hate it. Um, I, I hate uh, I hate seeing every single year. Now, for two consecutive years on college game day, they've played this game where you spin the wheel and you figure out which quarterback is is where, where where this quarterback was and where he is going. That is where this quarterback played here this year. He's going there. I mean, that's what it's like anymore in college football. Instead of talking about developing a quarterback or you know developing a certain player at a certain spot, it's about well we can go in the portal and, portal and go get one so we can be ready to play next year. It's so dumb. It used to be about developing, bringing a guy in, having him struggle. 
figuring it out, and then playing well, hopefully with the team around and playing well. That's the Will Howard and Kansas State story. That's what makes it great. That is college sports. That is, you know, that is the that is the era of the sport of college sports that I love. So I have so much respect for Will Howard for doing it that way. Will Howard could have said after Adrian Martinez came in and took his job, he said, I'm in the portal. I'm not going to play here. I'm leaving. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go to Utah State and play. Okay, cool. You know, you can do that. But he stuck around. He figured it out. And he turned himself into a elite college quarterback who now is going to get a chance because I, I, I don't know. I guess he doesn't think very highly of himself to play pro ball, I'm guessing, because he could go pro. So I'm guessing he wants to stick around and play college ball one more year, which is fine. Um, I don't know. Your thoughts on that? To be fair, I'm not saying this is what happened because I don't know. But in this day and age, uh, especially, actually, for, for both sports, but in the NBA as well, you get this thing where you can go to the draft and go to the, con- you know, all this stuff, but maintain your eligibility and come back. There's a decent chance if he has an agent or he has people in his ear saying, you know, you might go sixth round or you might go wherever. And there is a chance that this is betting on himself, that he still does have a, you know, a look, an eye towards pro ball. I'm not saying he does, but when quarterbacks transfer like this, there is still a possibility you're giving yourself one last hope, one last shot. I'm not no. saying that's what's happening. Maybe I mean, we'll it'd be see. Interesting to see. We'll yeah. see. I don't know what what his plans are for it, but it sounds like he's going to try and go play college ball. And look, he's going to get to go somewhere where they're going to have. He's going to have the pick of the litter. He could go to any program he wants. You know, he could go to Notre Dame. He could go to whatever program he sees fit uh, that can help lead this team. You know, put them over the top. And that's what he is. So, congratulations to Will Howard. I'm very happy for him. And. Um, We'll see. We'll see about Avery Johnson. I think he's going to go through some growing pains next year, um, and then and then you know he'll figure it out probably as it goes along. But one thing that, like I said, with Jake Rubley, who was another one of the added depth of the quarterback room, they're going to have to find some more pieces there uh, to bring into the quarterback room for Kansas State. Losing two quarterbacks is is a tough thing to. Usually, you've got about three or four in your program, so when you lose two, you're losing at least half. Uh, you know, either two thirds or half of it. So uh, Kansas State's in that spot here right now, but. Uh, very interesting storyline following Will Howard. And I'll be very intrigued to see where he ends up going and where he ends up playing next year because he's going to add a dynamic. He's he's I think he's kind of that perfect quarterback. You want a I don't say perfect, but you want a quarterback that is a very accurate passer, doesn't turn the ball over, and shows the ability to extend plays by moving in the pocket and then if needing be running with the football every now and then, be, being that changeup that that. You know, you don't really want to be a football team that your quarterback is your number one running back. You don't want that to be. You want your running back to be the number one running back and your quarterback to be a little bit of a change of pace guy when you need it in college football. And Will Howard in Kansas State did that perfectly over the last couple of years for him. So, um, I, I I am kind of I, I I guess since he entered the transfer portal and and all that, what does that mean for the bowl game? Is he still going to be around for the bowl game? He, he will not be playing. So they're going to just let Avery yeah. Johnson play the bowl game. Apparently that's what mm-hmm. it's going to be. So, Interesting. Yeah, so the next couple of weeks, he gets 15, 15 practices yep. of, of first-team reps, great which I think is huge. 15 beautiful practices that uh, <laughs> uh, make me sick. Anyway, uh, also before we get to break, real quickly, we, won't hit, we might hit on this more in tomorrow's program. We'll see. 
Uh, but plenty of head coach openings and firings going on. The SEC has already filled their two spots. Mike Elko going to Texas A&M and Jeff Levy, offensive coordinator uh, at Oklahoma, going to be at Mississippi State. Uh, still plenty of other interesting job openings that are still out there. Three in the Mountain West. Uh, of course, Pac-12 has Oregon State open, Syracuse and Duke. Indiana is the only opening in the Big Ten right now. Uh, with Tom Allen. Jubilee uh, Houston in the Big 12 uh, is fired Dana Holgerson. So we'll see. The coaching carousel is is rampant and open. And not to mention, in the NFL, Frank Reich fired after just 11 games yesterday. Yeah. Which is, what is what is it, the fourth coach uh, in NBA history to not survive a full season? In NFL uh, history? I, yeah, I think so. But I think that includes uh, Belichick, who was – with the Jets for like one day and then got poached by, right. uh, of course, the Patriots. So I, I think it's like five, but really four, four, but really three, but not a list you want to be on. I remember when Dana Holgerson was a big deal. He was really big. And for Houston to get him, taking him away from what was West Virginia, that was massive. And now he's no longer there. <laughs> I Watch out for uh, the guy at UT San Antonio, Jeff Trailer. Is that his name? Watch him for the Houston job, be my guess. They want a Texas guy there that can recruit Texas really well, and we'll see about that. And only that Indiana job, they're gonna get they're gonna get some sexy coach. And if you if you are in the SEC or if you are in the Big Ten and you have a head coaching job open, those are highly sought after positions no matter where you are because of the money. You're gonna get paid a lot of money. And you're going to have a lot of support financially behind you because of the TV money that's coming in from the Big Ten and the SEC. So even though Indiana doesn't sound like a big-time job, it will have its spots where people will want no, to fill uh, that. Apparently, Indiana was kind of caught on their back foot with NIL, and that's kind of why they struggled. And Tom Allen struggled with that program. Come NIL, they weren't really ready for it and didn't, you know, nobody is becoming prime, but didn't turn that way with, like, recruiting players and getting all sexy with this stuff which whether for good or bad certainly hurt the program in today's college football so I think they a younger head coach in there might do them good and and if you can catch up with with the NIL stuff this is a program that's been bad recently but of course has uh, some weight to carry with it Oregon State's probably the one that stands out the most to me obviously Smith going over to MSU, the Pac-12 is not a desirable job no, location. It's they not. have <laughs> they have both a good OC and DC who, in my mind, are leaders for the job. Not only because they're good and they're qualified, but this program, I would guess, doesn't want to spend a whole lot of money. You don't exactly have, you know, lucrative TV deals knocking at your door. The yeah, next that's of years, uh, apparently. If you are, if you're Oregon State or. Washington State, what was I hearing? Someone was saying you're going to go from around $20-some million a year down to less than 10 <laughs> which is a very massive big pay cut. So anyway, we'll see. we we got to get to a break. Jared Stanford's going to join the program next. Colby Community College head men's basketball coach will visit him about the season so far. You're listening to the Morning Blitz.